and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicars.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover package is called Innovation Nation and it's filled with some inspiring solutions that solve everyday problems. Joining me on the call to talk about it is Forbes India's Anshul Dhamija who's anchored this issue and has a few stories of uh, himself too. Uh, hi Anshul, nice to have you back here. Hi Abhishek and uh, a very warm welcome to all our listeners. Give us a glimpse of uh, what this cover story is about and what was the discussion that your team would have had before putting this together. Let me start off by a quote by Steve Jobs, the Maverick co-founder of Apple Inc which boasts of a market cap of over 900 billion dollars. He once famously said, you know, innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower. So the question really is do we have followers or leaders in india as per a global innovation index which is a joint effort by the business school of insiad and cornell university india's ranking in the global innovation index is very low in 2011 it was ranked 62 and over the next 6 years it has just moved up two ranks to number 60 i mean if going by that statistics there's perhaps not much innovation happening in india Now that said there are some really bright spots in the country where we have academia big corporates and when i say big corporates i'm talking about the leading multinational companies and startups that are that are pursuing a path of innovation against all odds so in this issue what we have titled as innovation nation we actually bring to light some of these success stories of the kind of innovation that is happening in india give us a few examples very briefly and then we will dig into a couple of stories that you have written to illustrate what you just said and when we talk when we say startups it's not e-commerce or it firms that this issue talks about this has a soft spot for those who may not have commercialized their idea or are only fledgling and yet has got tremendous scope to make an impact to millions of uh, indians across across uh, the country You're absolutely right and you know on that point let me just take you straight first into into a story where we have featured how institutes such as the IIT Bombay Ames in Delhi and the Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore have become cradles for healthcare startups the kind of healthcare or medical start or medical device companies that are coming out of these institutions are phenomenal and the work they are doing and talking about institutes we have also done a full feature on the IIT Madras uh that is consistently nurtured deep tech startups you know those that are in the field of artificial intelligence robotic machine learning and things like that so here are institutions that i would say are like startup factories or innovation factories however you would like to call them for instance you write about a digital stethoscope for all the advancements in this field doctors do carry the stethoscope that are of the analog kind and here there are three individuals young engineers who have figured out a way to to not just amplify the heartbeat but also convert it into an audio file and uh, when you dispatch that from let's say an anganwadi somewhere in the nook and corner of india to the nearest hospital uh, perhaps a, a doctor on the other side along with other data can uh, deduce uh, what to make of it the story mentions that the ratio of 
patients to doctors is 1700 to 1 in other words there are so many places in india which do not have an a hospital have a hospital within let's say 10 to 50 km radius exactly you do not like this there are many such stories that we have captured uh, for example at the indian institute of science there is the startup called mimic medical uh, simulations it's almost a year old it has developed an endoscopy simulator for gastroenterologists why is it important because you know you know as the uh, a professor at iis he told me a doctor needs at least 30 sessions to master endoscopy when you say that do you mean uh, how to use the tool or how to read exactly. the how to use it and how to perform the whole procedure so when an endoscope is passed through the patient's mouth that is largely known as endoscopy there's a similar way to pass it through the rectum which is called colonoscopy basically they're both used to observe the digestive tract so when it's moved to the rectum you're looking at the lower part of the digestive tract and when you're passing it through the mouth you're looking at the upper part of the digestive and tract even this takes a lot of practice to master the art of just having to have these gadgets move about in your tracks exactly so you know so so the critical point is in us and europe simulator training is important in india those rules are expected to be implemented soon so doctors are concerned that they would need simulators and they would need simulators that are also low cost because the cost of these simulators to import at the moment globally costs anywhere between you know 60 lakh upwards once you buy them uh, you don't there's not much after sales and service here so if the machine conks who are you going to turn to and where are you going to go and at the moment you mentioned that it is not compulsory so would would i be right to imagine that most of the practice might be on the job meaning when you have a patient and you learn by experience uh, is that how it works currently here i i am guessing it's right because the professor at iis he told me and i quote him that some doctors whisper to us that they learn endoscopy by trying it on patients which is not safe right and at the potential uh, you write is huge when it comes to these medical devices uh, it's set to reach some 25 to 30 billion dollars uh, by 2025 and growing 15% every year could you give a few examples uh, or rather some other stories uh, in this package which are close to fruition from the commercialization point of view how is that coming along i'll just take that in two parts i'll just talk about a company that is already you know uh, doing well and i also come to the part of you know uh, what next there is this company called pathshod healthcare which is again was incubated at uh, indian institute of science in 2015 so it has built this pocket sized mobile lab that can run five blood tests and three urine tests for the early diagnosis and management of chronic diseases and this is just from one drop of blood so pathshod healthcare's device it's based on a biosensor technology that can measure your glucose Okay this is going to be very technical no, go ahead, go ahead. but it can measure glucose it can measure glycated albumin which is a two week average of blood sugar and the three month average of blood sugar in less than a minute so for diabetic patients and all such kind of devices that are being created out of here in Bangalore at the IISC Iran Mazumdar Shah the chairman of an uh, MD of Biocon says a lot of these entrepreneurs focus only on the product development and you know they are not focusing on critical aspects like regulatory strategy commercialization or the need for partnerships with big companies so she feels that is where the stumbling block might be but isn't this where folks like kiran majumdar shaw and angel investors come in with their contribution to put together a team or to help them take an idea from a lab 
to uh, the masses is the interest from venture capitalists or investors not as high as it is in say an e-commerce outfit no i i think that's changing in the healthcare space and there are enough and more investors looking at, at it again it all depends on uh, on the entrepreneurs as long as they show that they can take the product from a proof of concept stage to commercialization and there's a clear path over there i think there's enough money to kind of back their ideas and i'm talking about those who have tons of money you have written about multinationals who have spotted an opportunity in countries like india made products here and are peddling them across the world uh, this concept as such if you could explain of reverse innovation is is what you've written a longish story yeah so reverse innovation is the concept by which multinationals innovate in india for india and then take those innovations to drive growth in other markets american multinational general electric which has revenues of close to 120 billion had many success stories of this made in india products and has been able to take these products to markets from latin america africa southeast asia and even in australia most recently uh, ge has developed its hybrid distributed power system which is uh, under trial in two villages in bihar so what the hybrid distributed power system is actually a single integrated power system consisting of solar battery and diesel power the bulk of electricity generation is through solar power the batteries are charged through solar power and are switched on only at night the diesel component is actually as a backup and you know quite literally is meant for rainier days these engineers in india have integrated three power streams and are helping villages which do not have access to grid power get access to power and already if i'm not wrong ji said they are using the same technology has been taken to africa and has also been taken to australia is cost an important criteria for it to do so well in addition to the technology of course but the very fact is to make a product that is low cost also requires a lot of innovation it's not just that you know you're not innovating you have to innovate to bring down the cost and i think that is what they have been able to do uh, you have german multinational bosch uh, which has locally developed a low cost retinal eye screening camera to detect conditional conditions like diabetic retinopathy and glaucoma the company's 18000 strong research and engineering team in india by the way it's the largest outside of germany is leading the global development of a host of mobility solutions then you also have another german company siemens which has about 6000 engineers in india they are spearheading a lot of software innovation out of the country for example the software that powers siemens imaging systems in healthcare was developed in india in bangalore well you you are in some elite company aren't you anshul you are from <laughs> bangalore and it's it's a it's a beautiful story to do it's a mix of the whole ecosystem as well i mean you know you you've had great institutes here such as indian institute of science so there's always been a it's always been a hotbed of talent right and uh, anshul in the interest of time before we wrap up uh, some other highlights of this issue moving away from health yes i would urge listeners to read my colleague kathakali chanda's story on how bengali sweet shops are turning into innovation factories to keep up with the times <laughs> right. so 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 according to her it was at the end of the 20th century that bengali sweet shops had ceded ground to non bengali sweet shops uh you know social and political sloth she says uh, seems to have bogged down the bengali sweet makers 
but things are changing and i wouldn't be doing justice by talking about the story so best is to grab a copy of our latest issue and read it and if you're in kolkata might as well have a rasgulla in mouth while doing so exactly absolutely <laughs> Well Anshul I think on on that sweet note it's time to wrap up this is a fat uh, issue and I think you mentioned that it is one of your bigger ones uh, that you've published in a while uh, from Forbes India's table Anshul thank you very much for your time and we urge all the listeners obviously to pick this one up and and read them at at leisure thanks a lot Anshul thank you thank you and all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com as well as on iTunes and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription message forbes to 5118 